Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Ascent Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Campbell. Joining me today is a friend of mine, Michael Yoder, um, who's going to talk to you about podcasting and his personal journey and all that good stuff. So thanks for joining me, Mike. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Your pilot episode. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I think you're the guy who was instrumental in getting me started off the ground with this thing, and so I, I found it appropriate to sort of just have you on as guest number one. So thanks for joining me. Hey, not a problem, man. I'm Like I said, I'm excited to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for you. Like when people launch shows, I've been on a couple pilot episodes now, and it's always – it, I, I'm always smiling because it's a journey you're about ready to go on, and it's gonna be—I think it's gonna be life transformational for you. I hope you're right. I, I love starting stuff, and so I'm like really excited about this, <laughs> and I'm excited to see how it progresses, you know, over the months. But um, we're hitting the ground running, you know, episode one. Are you good at so? Are you good at finishing things? You said so. For my personality, I'm, I'm a startup guy too. Like, yeah. how are you like with finishing? I'm getting better with age. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's awesome when I was younger I used to be the kid who I probably should have had I should I probably should have been a really young entrepreneur like I had all these business ideas like every day and yeah. I would even start to like build a couple out but then I would find myself just jumping to the next one like I just couldn't <laughs> keep my head around like one thing because the actual execution of it's more boring than oh absolutely ideation phase yep absolutely I'm with you man yeah. that's awesome so what we're going to be doing here on The Ascent is really just covering different people's personal journeys and their life stories and lessons and everything that comes from that. And so um, I'm, I'm really glad that you're joining us because like me, you recently left a corporate position and started your own company and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about my background. Is that cool? Yeah. Um, so... I went to school, I went to undergrad for, uh, this is going to connect with probably 0% of your audience, but that's okay. I got my background in ministry and biblical studies, and from there I went to work in, basically I was a youth pastor for four years, and then I went and worked in a higher education um, college, small liberal arts school, and I got my master's in ministry and theological studies. Awesome. And yeah, it it was phenomenal. It shaped who I was, shapes who I am. Um, it was a part of my story and journey. And through that process, I wasn't being challenged at my current role. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember going into my supervisor's office for my first year in review, and uh, they set me down. They said, "Michael, do you feel?" Overchallenged, underchallenged about it, your sweet spot. And I, I said, to be honest, I feel underchallenged. And they, they sat for a while and they thought about it and they said, well, you're going to need to find a way to challenge yourself, which I don't know that that's necessarily the best response, but it was the one I got. So what I did from there was I contacted a coworker, uh, a prof, a doctor at the school, and I was like, hey, uh, I've been friends with you for a while. I had you in undergrad. I want to start a podcast. I'm not being challenged where I am. I want to do a podcast. And through a couple months of talking, um, we were actually driving to Chicago. I was dropping him off at O'Hare. He was going to Africa. And that was where the podcast dream came up. And that's where it kind of like cemented. And that was four years ago. We're on season four. Wow. And it was through that process that <laughs> – through three years of doing this, I realized, hey, 
I don't have to be at a place that's not necessarily challenging me. Um, like I, I can somewhat choose my circumstances and I know not everyone's that fortunate. Um, and everyone's story is different, but I, I chose to kind of leap and jump off and say, Hey, I think I can do something full time, like with this podcast thing. And that was through months and months of talking with my mentors, my, my people that I trust, my confidants. Um, and so I just jumped, like I said, well, I'm going to try something and it's crazy and it's probably a little bit stupid and it's a whole bunch of scary, but I'm going to do it. And so I jumped, I launched and, uh, now I'm producing podcasts and helping coach people and I continue to speak, um, different places and yeah, I launched my business and that was, was almost four, five months ago now. Dude, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks man. It's, it's crazy. That's like the hardest thing is trying to, is actually making that jump. Like you put it, like I think uh, a lot of people have business ideas or passions or things like that. And they just are scared to sort of flip the switch and pull the trigger and just dive right in and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I would love to hear about a little bit about like what went on in your mind when you were actually creating the thing and, and, you know, approaching that point of no return. So to speak. Yeah. So a lot. (laughs) So I'm a big believer in, uh, for lack of better terms, like smoking what you're selling. Um, and what I mean, uh, another term is like practice what you preach. Yeah. I say eat your own dog food. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I might, I might use that. I might yeah. steal that. That's a <laughs> I Steve think Campbell I might have original. stolen it actually. But I mean, no one makes these things up. They steal them. Forever. Yeah, exactly. No, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, so I would, I, uh, part of my role at the, in the college higher education was to meet and mentor with students. And there's a small book that has shaped my life. Stupid book, but I love it. It's called who moved my cheese. And it's a small book. It will take you like 60 minutes to read. Um, you should read this, Steve, if you've never read this, anyone listening, you should just read this. And this is like hack a uh, way to do this. I don't necessarily condone this, but if you just type in who moved my cheese PDF, on Google, there's like free versions out the wazoo. Perfect. Um, but, but officially on the record, you should buy the book. That is what you should do. Off the record, just look PDF. You can read it for free. But in this book, um, like there's just quotes after quotes after quotes that read something like this. Like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Um, and so I would meet with students all the time that are getting ready to launch into their career or go somewhere or they want to try something different or change change their major but they would be terrified, just crippled by fear, right? I mean, because it's, it's scary. The, the unknown is scary. Yeah. And so, like, I remember sitting, I was sitting in my room, and I was thinking, man, to be honest, I want to do this, but I'm, I'm just scared. Like, what happens if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. What happens if in four months I am making zero dollars? What happens if I can't find a job after I quit my stable job? Um, and my business doesn't work out. What happens if my tribe that I've kind of built around me and that I'm connected to, um, cause we all have those. What, it, what happens if I don't fit in there anymore? Like all these, like what ifs started happening in my head. And then, and then I had that like small voice, whether you want to call it conscious, whatever, whatever you can identify that as I had that space say like, Michael, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And I, I was so pissed off and so happy at the same time because like, dang it, 
I've been telling all my students this the entire time and I have to take my own advice, which is always the worst advice to take, right? Yeah. The, the thing that you know you should do. And so I did. I, I did what I would do if I wasn't afraid. And, and I've grown as a result. Like it's been, it's been beautiful. It's, it's not been easy all the time. Like last couple of days, like it'd been hard just for me personally. I've had some hard conversations, just, it hasn't, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, but it's still good. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It does. No, it's good because it's yours. I think like Ooh. doing this for six months myself, I've learned that too. It's, I, I'm more of like a, you know, push, push the person out of the nest kind of thing. And then just like worry about the repercussions later. Yeah. And so yeah. like I, I moved out to Denver, I left my job in New York and I came here and you know, didn't I had the idea in mind that I wanted to create a business, but I didn't have like that passion of like I know that I love pod- podcasting and I want to do that. Yeah. I think coming from the advertising world, I was more like, okay, I've helped people build their brands and sell more products and do things. Like, how can I take what I know and what I'm good at and passionate about and can speak all day about and just sell that? And so, yep. you know, now we landed on personal branding and and that whole thing. But uh, there's definitely that fear, and and I think that the uncertainty of knowing like where your income's coming from every week or every month is definitely scary. But, um, you know, you learn to celebrate little wins here and there, especially early on, right? Like you get your first client or (laughs) you get an email back from somebody where you throw out a dollar figure and they, they aren't, you know, batting an eye at it and that kind of thing. And you kind of just learn as you go. It's, it's awesome. I was around some people that I, I've started to gain a new tribe um, like an entrepreneur tribe that I hang around with now in my uh, town of South Bend, Indiana. Go, go Irish. And, um, but yeah, I, I get emails back and forth with people and I'm like rejoicing. I signed a client and I had some guy look at me and said, man, I remember those days, like rejoicing when I would sign one person and I'm like, screw you, dude, this is freaking awesome. I'm loving this. (laughs) But, but yeah, just that joy and excitement of your first clients, the people that actually saying yes to you, like, Hey, we, we want to work with you. Like, what is that? That is just, it's phenomenal. Um, going back to the fear thing, like as you get further into the who moved my cheese book, I, I love, he says something along the lines of what you're afraid of is never as bad as what you imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's so freaking true, right? Like, it's never it's never as bad out there as you think it's gonna be, and it might not be as good either. Yeah. Like the grass is not always greener, but it it's not always worse either. So it it just random. It's question. an interesting balance. Yeah. Do you happen to watch Game of Thrones at all? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that kind of reminds me of uh, the most recent season, and I won't put any spoilers in here, but. Well, Littlefinger, little when he says like you're fighting all the battles simultaneously, like good and bad. In, in my mind, it's like your your brain does kind of take you to a worst case scenario kind of place yeah. all the time, and I feel like you kind of do that. It's like part of your like your survival wiring or something like that. But it never is as bad as it seems. I love that man. <laughs> man, that's good. Game of Thrones theology, man. We could start a podcast about that. I'm that's sure a... there's probably a few already, but <laughs> I could definitely talk about Game of Thrones like all day. And if someone's listening to this right now and they haven't caught up yet, that's on them. So I feel like any spoilers, that's that's totally on them. You need to be caught up by now. Yeah. Phenomenal episode. Agreed. Phenomenal season. But yeah, I mean, let's um, let's stay with this. Like, what? I, I guess the way that I'm sort of structuring these podcasts out in my mind is, you know, where did you come from? Where are you now? And where are you going? Are kind of like the yeah. three pillar questions I want to ask. And uh, we got a sense of where you came from, but I guess. 
being in this now for four months, you said, um, yeah. like what's, what's your day to day look like? Like what's going on in your mind? Like what have you learned? Like what are, what are the things that like, where are you now? I guess is the question. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, thousand questions right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's, I do that all the time. Um, Some examples of which direction yeah. you take it in. <laughs> um, so to be honest, it's like, um, I'm not drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I'm doing a little better than treading water, but I'm not like swimming freestyle down the pool, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of trying to find, trying to find my rhythms. I'm a big, um, proponent in, uh, rhythms mm-hmm. and how, how you start the day, how you end the day. Those things matter. Uh, the first things that you're consuming in the morning, that matters. The first, the last things you're looking at at night before you go to bed, that stuff matters. And so, um, Actually, no, I don't have it. It's in the other room. Um, one of the things that I started doing intentionally was, um, since I started my own business, was journaling. Mm-hmm. And I have this uh, thing called the five-minute journal, and I'm sure you can put this in the show notes. But it's phenomenal. It just focuses me every single morning. It takes about three minutes in the morning and like two minutes at night. And so every morning when I wake up, I'm writing in this journal, and it prompts you, like, what are three things that you're grateful for? What would make today great? And then words of affirmation about me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important in general, especially in the entrepreneurial world. I think we can start to believe lies about ourselves. Um, and I know I know for me personally, if someone doesn't like my product or doesn't like um, something I'm producing or a show that I was on or a show I made for someone else, I can internalize that and make that personal. But it's not, right? Like they're not – it's not an indictment of who I am as a person. It's just saying, hey, I didn't like your content. Mm -hmm. And we live in such a content-heavy world. Like, it's kind of hard to separate those two sometimes. But, like, it's okay. Your, like, best friend could not ever listen to this podcast, Steve. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean they don't like you as a person. They just don't care about your content. And for me, I've had to come to grip with that and be like, that's okay. Some of my best friends, like, that I see on a weekly basis – I my own show, they never listen to it. Mm-hmm. They don't read blogs I put out. But they like me as a person. Like, that doesn't define me. So what I've had to do over the last several months is kind of just make sure that I'm grounded and I'm okay with who I am and my job doesn't define me. Um, yeah. And so routines and rhythms. <laughs> my My weekly rhythm, I... I go to coffee shops. That's, those are my office. I'm in my home office now. This is maybe the second time I've ever used it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, and I, I just go out into the community, and I'm a social person, so I, I'm at You can always find me. It's called the General Coffee Shop, and I'm working there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I go. I spend hours there working. I, I work hard. I play hard. So I, I try to schedule everything in within four days of my work work week, and then I have Friday, Saturday, Sunday to kind of do whatever. So That's awesome. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's where I am now. I don't know if that's where I'll be. And the other thing that's helped um, with that, I also have a productivity planner. And uh, I think for a creative like you, a creative like me, this helps me stay on task. Mm-hmm. And so every every stinking Monday, I plan my week out with like the most important task. This is what I get accomplished. This is what I have to do. And then these are the days I'm going to do them. Because without that, like I have no idea what I'm working towards. It's just like setting goals, right? Like if you don't know what you're aiming for, you're gonna hit that every time, which is like nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. So that's kind of where I am. Like I, 
I'm, I'm staying above water. We're having steady clients. I don't necessarily know where I'm going. I just set business goals for the first time ever. Awesome. <laughs> it is. It's crazy though. Like I, I sat down with um, one of my best friends who's also a financial advisor and he's setting these crazy, crazy goals, um, financial goals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would like to do maybe a quarter of that next year and that still scares the crap out of me, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's that fear thing. Like, what number would I write down if I wasn't afraid? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do, what do I have to be afraid of? Not hitting that goal? That's okay, you know? It's well, not about. It, it's never about the money goal. It's never about the goal. It's about, and this is. It's going to sound cliche, and I know it's probably going to get some eye rolls, but it's about who you become as a result of trying to pursue that, right? Mm-hmm. The steps that you're taking, who you're becoming as a person, and I, I believe in that stuff. I don't think it's just like some stupid saying people say. Like I, I've seen fruits of that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that's that's the one thing. As cliche as, as it does sound, like it's the thing that drives me is just. Living like I'm driving towards living the life that I want to live, right? Like yeah. I don't currently go work out of coffee shops every day, but maybe that's just me being trained from living like out yeah. of an office basically the previous six years. But that's definitely one of the perks and one of the things that Melissa, my girlfriend, and I wanted to do when we started this was we want to be able to do this from anywhere. And so, yeah. you know, I have you on my laptop. I have a USB mic that you recommended that I purchased <laughs> plugged into it. Like I could easily just move this anywhere in the world you know we don't exactly have the type of income right now where we can sustain that as far as the traveling end and and that kind of thing but yet yeah like I can go yet I mean that's what we're striving for right and so yeah if I'm thinking about how many clients can I sign you know to get rich or get where I want to be I can do that math but yeah really it's like what how many clients and what kind of work and who do I want to work with yeah man that can get me to that lifestyle I'm looking for and that's kind of like the biggest goal right now. So this, this is somewhat on topic, but for the first time ever, I actually turned down. So along with being, uh, trained in like theology and, and ministry, I speak a lot, whether that's preaching, teaching, um, all over the board. It doesn't have to be theology. I can go teach on podcasting. I I've done several different th- events. One of the things I do is MC work. So like for large conferences, like 1500 to 3000 people I've emceed for. Mm-hmm. And I actually just recently, started turning those down if they weren't in my price range because it wasn't I never thought I would be turning down money to do something that I love to do but if it doesn't make sense for me time wise and it doesn't fit into who I want to be like I'm okay saying no to stuff finally and it's a it's an incredible place to be at does that make sense like you you don't Steve you don't have to do a $500 marketing job if you don't want to anymore I'm sure yeah no I mean it is kind of funny to like turn stuff away, especially when you're just like living paycheck to paycheck, but (laughs) as an entrepreneur, but I mean, yeah, like you, part of the deal of being an entrepreneur is like focusing and doing the things that you want to be doing. And so if someone comes to me with a project and it might pay as much as something that I normally am used to doing and it's a little bit different or something that's a little outside of the scope of my expertise or that kind of stuff, like if I'm interested in it, I'll pursue it and I'll just caveat that this is the first time I'm doing this or that kind of thing. But if I'm not, I'm happy to turn it down and I don't, I don't look back. Like I think, I think there's plenty of stuff out there. There's, I think we're in the right space where people need content and that people are trying to start shows in like in mass. And so it's really just how do we find the right people? Because there's tons of people out there and they have different opportunities and whatever that looks like. But 
And I guess, yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I am right now too on as an entrepreneur, as someone that's trying to help people launch podcasts. That's what I mainly do. Um, when I say mainly, I don't, I don't know what that means. I, I do. I'm like a, just a grab bag of just random stuff, I guess. But one of my, one of my major pillars of who I am is I help people launch shows. So it's, it's finding, I know so many people out there want to start shows, but it's, I personally am having like, where do I start looking even? Cause right now the, the majority of people that I, and you might find this to be true, maybe not. The majority of people I work with now are friends and then referrals and then referrals. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I don't know what it looks like as a guy that has a laptop with Twitter to engage the marketplace and find just raw clients. I don't know if you know how to do that. I'm sure you do because you're a marketing guru. But so for someone like me, Steve, like what what would you tell me? Someone that's just starting up, like where do I go to engage the marketplace? Yeah, I mean that is that does happen to be something I know about, and it's it's due to working on behalf of brands at my previous agency. Like I I worked on behalf of logos, and so we needed to do outreach and and things like that and they they still generate a lot of business via word of mouth too but but they're big companies and they're always looking to expand further and you know globally and that kind of stuff and so really now that i'm focused on the personal brand space what i always tell people is find your tribe and so yeah you know because you can get where you want to get just by working solo and just doing everything yourself and working really hard but you can get there a lot easier and quicker if you have other people helping you. And so yep. in in the way that, you know, I got introduced to you via email and then we struck up a conversation and, and then I was like, oh, like this guy knows a shit ton about podcasting. Let me yeah. have him on my podcast that I'm about to launch and that kind of stuff. Like we're helping each other in that way. And so what I first try to do with people is reverse engineer who they are as a human being. Like what are their goals? What are they trying to get to? And what are they trying to build? And then go out there and find the 50 or 100 people on each platform that you care about um, that are most like you. And most like you in the sense that they have similar goals or similar yeah. niche experience or industry experience. Um, and then you know, find people that are within your range as far as like the followings and audiences that they have because then they're going to be more willing to sort of do just a trade-off of content or something like that, collaboration, where you can each expand just a little bit further into each other's audiences a little bit more. I love that, man. I love that a lot. Thanks. So I'm going to, yeah, I guess then what I'm hearing is I, I need to, I need to get better engaging my, my tribe. Well, figuring out who my, my tribe would be in the podcast world. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting to think about because you could either start from a list of the most popular podcasts and just work your yeah. way up it. Um, or, you could find people, you could use an app like Anchor, um, mm -hmm. which a lot of people are using to just start like makeshift podcasts and you could reach yeah. out to the people that are starting and maybe failing or not yeah. sure what they're doing and just offer some tips and advice and that kind of stuff. And you never know. What like, is your, go ahead. I was going to say, you never know who can turn into a client and who can turn into a referral. Like you could reach out to yeah. somebody who, um, doesn't appear surface level to need your help at all. And then they might have a, a guy that they work with who, would you know maybe they're ready ready to turn down work that that person's offering them, but they can refer them to you because you're it's in your wheelhouse. I love it. What's your uh, what's your take on giving away your work for free? That is something that I 
Because I listen to Gary V. I yeah. know you. I like so. I like it's. I go back and forth. I'm a people. Gary V. student. I mean, I, yeah. I've seen. I've seen the benefits of doing that. Like Gary's videographer, D Rock. That's what he did. I think he wrote an article recently about like his story about mm-hmm. how he became Gary's D Rock, and really what he, what he did from my perspective was he kept hitting him up, kept finding himself in his inbox. But rather than asking like, "Hey, can I work for you? Can I do this for you?" He just took it upon himself to create something. And he created something, and instead he sent an email that said, hey, I'm a fan. I created this for you. I would love to create more stuff like this for you. Is there an opportunity for me? And then it's just free work, and yeah. it just helps you get in the door. Because if you're a guy like that who gets hit up a million times a day, like literally from people about mm-hmm. wanting to work with him or do stuff with him and that kind of stuff, you know, you got to be willing to put in some kind of work for free in order to even just get noticed or get your foot in the door. And so I've seen that end of it, and I've seen that more more than a fair share of people get hired at Vayner for doing similar stuff. Yeah, and it's kind of what I did too. I, I actually just reached out in 2010 with an email that just said, "Hey, like I love what you guys are doing. You're, I know you're a small, like fledgling company, and I would love to help in whatever capacity I can do that in. Like that's what I want to do." Versus reaching out and saying, "Hey, are you guys hiring?" Um, because what I found out through that email was that. They actually weren't hiring at the time, but because I asked if there's anything I can do to help, they offered me an unpaid internship. And I took that unpaid internship and scrounged up some money and moved to New York City for a couple months. And then I worked my ass off for them and then they had to keep me. And so a lot of times you just need to do what you need to do, whether that's for free or what, just to get in the door or get noticed. And then, you know, it's on you to continue putting up that work ethic. And, and, you know, I'm not a big proponent now that I'm, you know, living on my own, um, you know, own business and own aspirations and stuff like that, I'm not as inclined to uh, just give stuff away for free because my time's important and I'm trying yeah. to, you know, pay rent and do that kind of stuff. But Absolutely. You need to pick and choose your spots and figure out like what, when, when should I do this and when should I play that card and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I know I'm going to say this and there's like going to be a whole host of reactions you could go with. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm in the process of writing an ebook, and I know that in and of itself, like self-publishing. Uh, my co-host, who is like a legit like published author on my podcast, he's probably rolling his eyes at this point. Um, but like I want to, I want to do an ebook on how to launch a podcast and then sell that on my site. But I've, I've even heard people say, "Hey, don't sell it, give it away." Yep. I'm like, that's I don't... the advice I was about to give you. See. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Don't give it away, but give it away for something other than money. So like what I've seen a lot of people do, especially in the personal branding space, is, you know, they'll make an ebook and it's maybe, it's a short thing, like, you know, 10, 20 pages, something like that. But it's in your benefit being in the business you're in that the more people that want to start podcasts, the better, right? And so, yeah, absolutely. And so, if you can take some of your most valuable, most valuable advice around why you should start one or, or getting started, that kind of thing, um, I would give that away in exchange for an email address, like, yeah. or a subscribe or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, if you if you treat it like that, and then next thing you know, you have a few thousand people on your list that you can start, um, you know, getting in front of more frequently and, and getting into your network that way. It's just better for you in the long term as far as getting the type of audience that you want because you're yeah. only going to get people to sign up that really are actually interested in the material and then you know the ones that consume it and go on to start podcasts without you like sure that's going to happen but 
you know, there are going to be people that are like, this is really great advice. I'd love to work with this guy. Or I know someone who would be perfect. And you just sort of like give yourself more at bats in terms of the word of mouth, I think. Yeah, that's good, man. That's real good. For those listening, that's gold. You guys need to write that down and and take that. No, so Steve, here's what I want you to do for me. Like in, in a couple months, you need to follow up. Hey, Yoder, uh, how's that ebook coming along? And I'll be like, first of all, screw you. It's not <laughs> done yet. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have something on the website at some point. Yeah. No, I mean, that's something I'm working on too. And I, one thing I've realized is that you can create that stuff over time just by doing other stuff and being cognizant about what you're doing. Like, yeah, man. Like I have gotten a lot better, I think, at just focusing on like what I'm doing on each of the channels I'm on and sort of tracking it. And so if I'm going to write an article on Medium every day for a month, I'm going to have an article or an ebook at the end of that month titled like, I wrote for 30 straight days on Medium. Here's everything I learned and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I think you can turn anything into content. And so if you can sort of, uh, you know, just make sure that you're capturing the right things over time, yep. like you could just track everything that you're doing with all your clients. And then at the end of, you know, the next six months, take everything that you wrote down in a Google doc that was like words or like a, a draft or notes or something. Yep. And then that's your ebook. Like you basically, it's, it's done wrote, already. Yeah. Like you wrote it over time. Yep. Now you just need to organize it. Love it, man. It pretty. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Yeah. So I guess you mentioned that you're not really sure where you want to be heading or, mm -hmm. or where you are heading, but, um, that is something I would love to push you on a little bit more as far as like, you know what you're doing now. It sounds like you're very organized. Like you, you know, you got into journaling and you have like your Monday where you set up your whole week and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's something I always struggled with was kind of keeping organized and keeping with it. Um, if you continue to do this over the next six months or a year, where do you see yourself heading? Or like, how do you think that your goals will change over time? Are you just going to continue doing what you're doing and picking up more clients as you go? Or do you have like a, a bigger plan that lies beyond that, I guess? Yeah. I, uh, I think one of the things that I've missed the most this is going to make sense in a second. One of the things I miss most about working at um, in higher education or at uh, the nonprofit that I was at was team. Uh, I miss working with other people because mm -hmm. I there's value in that, right? That, so you're not working in like an echo, echo chamber, so you just don't hear yourself all the time, and that's that's dangerous spot to be in um, for many reasons. Um, so I think something I'm working towards. And I've already started to like implement this, but one of the business goals that I wrote down like a week and a half ago is I want to hire someone on in 2018 for like a decent wage um, and a friend. I want to, yeah, because I I think there's value in working in team. I I cannot I cannot overstate how much I I value other people and other people's input and then working together because I mean that's that's where friction happens and that's where growth happens. Um, and that's, that's where like, for me, that's the fun in life is journeying together with other people. Mm -hmm. If I'm just going to be an entrepreneur and just huddle down in my house every day and not see anyone and not see the world, like I'm out. I didn't, that's not why I did. That's not why I quit my job. That's not why I took all these risks. Like I want to be around people and I want to live life with people and hear different stories. And, and so I want to set up my business in a way that enables me to do that. And so I think a, a natural step would be, hey, I want to I want to build a team, not not to elevate me or not to even elevate the business in a sense. That kind of sounds weird, but just so that 
I can be surrounded by people that are constantly making me better. And then hopefully I can be impacting their lives as well. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I want to see this go, which scares the mess out of me. I was just talking with, uh, my friend that does life insurance or Mm -hmm. financial advising. And he has like three people on his payroll. And he said, that is scaring the crap out of me because I'm somewhat responsible for three people's livelihoods. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's beautiful too, right? I mean, it's 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 cool. So I think I think in the next next year, I, Steve, if we talk in a year from now, I would love to have someone on my payroll, and that's that's nuts to think about. <laughs> that is really cool. That's something that I think about a lot too. And luckily, because it's I'm a two person show because I have Melissa here. Yeah. And so we kind yeah. of do a lot of things together, and we make every decision like fifty fifty on in terms of the business and that kind of stuff. Uh, but we do talk about like, what would it look like if we had employees down the line and that kind of thing. And I know that, you know, having both recently left the agency world, we're not in a hurry to sort of start our own anytime soon. Yeah. And so we're going to try and do as much as we can with just the two of us. But I do foresee like having relationships with people that, you know, on a contract or freelance basis, that kind of thing where it's like, I hope to work with people that have bigger projects and the types of things that I can't just yeah. do by myself. And so Absolutely. I would love to have, you know, a base of people that I trust that I can go to like that, you know, all the time and, and that kind of thing. And I, I could foresee having employees down the line. And I think, yeah. I think that's a great goal to have, especially, I think you can accomplish that in the next year. Giving someone a proper wage is like very, uh, upstanding of you and, and lofty and that, and that kind of thing. And that might take a little bit, I guess, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see anyone not wanting to work with you around this kind of stuff. So that's, that's really cool. Sweet, and man. I guess my one question around that would be, do, do they have to relocate to South Bend, Indiana? <laughs> no, that's the beauty, man. That's the beauty of our job, <laughs> right? Like, no, you wouldn't. I would want to hang out with you at some point just because that's the nature of me. But like, if no, I, I think, the beauty of the time we're living in, 2017, almost 2018, is you can do this stuff from anywhere. You know, like you have a laptop and internet connection, or a cell phone and an internet connection. Yeah. And man, you can you can almost work for anyone or do anything, which is phenomenal. That's. I know this is going back to a little bit um, prior question, but that's a that's a huge reason why I jumped. Like my wife and I, we love travel so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, we did this thing called the Southwest companion pass. Um, check that out. If you guys don't know what that is, every ticket I buy, uh, we get a free one all the way to the end of 2018. Mm -hmm. And so she has three day weekends every other weekend. And we just travel. We just say, Hey, we want to go visit this city and we go and I can continue the work. And she just has time to explore the city. We go and do whatever the heck we want together. All that to be said, like, no, you don't have to physically be in any space to work together with someone like me or Steve or someone in this line of work. But yeah, Yeah. anyone is welcome at the table. That's awesome. And that's something that we care a lot about too. It's, it's really just, you know, reverse engineering you. It's like, what gives you joy? Like if you're out on your own, you don't have to adhere to a nine to five anymore. It's like, yeah, you might have to put in a lot more hours up front to get your business off the ground, but like what hours are those going to look like? Do you want Fridays off? Like that kind of thing. And you can work from anywhere. And that's definitely been the goal from day one. And so, yeah, I'm glad to hear that that's something you care about too. I think I think there's tons of people that are really going to start caring about that in the next decade. I think a oh, lot absolutely. of the companies that 
get big and start up and those types of things are going to have employees that just work not from home, but like from anywhere around the world. Um, it's going to have to shift because I mean, that's what millennials crave, right? Yeah. Is that flexibility and freedom and not the nine, the five, just because that's what's always been. Yeah. Um, I mean, my wife works for AM General. They're, um, they produce all the Hummers in America, mm-hmm. uh, like the MVs, like the ones that you would see military using. And that big company, that's who went to the flex scheduling. Like, hey, you have every other Friday off if you want to do that. And that's that's a big – I think wow. you're right. I think we're going to see a shift in major companies going towards, hey, people value travel. People value their time. Let's set it up in a way that we can attract good people with, with those types of benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean even at Vayner, we – one of the – benefits that they had there was no um max on vacation days as far as the policy goes and yeah i mean there was definitely an unwritten rule of like if you are gone this many days a year like yeah that's, that's a problem upon. but i mean outward facing like no it was like request whatever days you want and then if we're able to you know um do that for you then we'll do it you know and it was mostly like on a team by team project by project basis and that kind of thing and yep. I'll put it this way. I, w- I worked there for six and a half years and I never had a day off request rejected. And so that's awesome. I think millennials, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Like millennials care about that more than anybody. And if you're trying to top attract the top talent out of school these days, like that's a real work benefit and perk that people are starting to care about. And you know, it, it's people want to go overseas and experience like a music festival or they want to go travel and just, you know, post some pictures of their Instagram and do that kind of stuff. And (laughs) as me as like a content creator, you know, yeah, this is episode one of my podcast, but it would be, how much cooler would it be if this was episode one coming live from Paris or something like that? Like, you know, to my audience, who's probably mostly going to be American. It's, (laughs) it's just, it's interesting. And I'm so what you're saying, what you're saying is episode two from Paris. Yeah. That's a goal that I'm definitely striving for. (laughs) awesome man but um yeah i mean that's pretty much all our time here for episode one but i i wanted to thank you and and uh thanks for sharing your wisdom with us and and all that good stuff and all those recommendations i'll definitely link some stuff up in the show notes for people so they can check that stuff out but um i wanted to give you the last few seconds to uh, let people know how to reach you yeah um you can get a hold of me at michaelyoder.me um, and my business website is truthworkmedia.org. And I want to, I guess, leave you guys with this. Um, this is kind of what I base my whole life and business off of. That the most important thing that each one of us possess is our story. And I think it's the most important thing we can bring to the world. And so whether that's podcasting, web, media, do whatever it is to share your story with others because that's what's going to transform the world. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because like it sounds like good and mushy. Like I truly believe that inside of us, our stories are going to what's going to propel us to become better humans. And so that's, that's what I want to encourage all your listeners to do is, is share your story because it's literally the most important thing you can do. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, Steve. It's been awesome having you on.